So for some reason, when it comes to the dollar crisis, people start asking, they look at wine lists and they, and they want to know, should I purchase the Mavushal wine for dollar crisis, non-Mavushal, red, white? And the truth is, this Shiloh is really found in Hilcha Shabbos. Hilcha's Kiddush, Friday night, the question is, what should a person use for wine? So the, so the Shulchan Aruch tells us that the Chathila person should use red wine because the Pasuk says, Al-Tirayayin Kiyas Edom, that wine is considered, that red is the beauty of, of wine, and therefore a person should use red wine for Kiddush. However, there are Shittos in the Rishonim, that Paskin, and this is brought down in the Halacha as well, that if the white wine is a better quality, or if a person specifically prefers to use the white wine, many people like the Moscato type of wines, so then there's no problem. You can make Kiddush on the white wine as well, and that's the, that's the uh, custom in Klyasrol. People will make Kiddush on whatever they prefer. White wine versus red wine, whichever one is better, whichever one they prefer, that's the uh, wine they will use. So the same thing should theoretically apply to Dal Kaisas, whichever wine you like better, that's the preferred wine to use for your Dal Kaisas. However, there is one other Indian brought down when it comes to Dal Kaisas that is not found by Hilcha Shabbos. That Dal Kaisas, there's an Indian, there's a concept of trying to have some type of a Zecher Ladam, that we should use red wine because that is a Zecher, that is a, that is remembering of the Dam, which was red in Mitzrayim, and therefore there will be an Indian of Zecher Ladam. However, this is only an Indian, and therefore if a person has a good white wine that they prefer to use for the Dal Kaisas, no problem, they're allowed to use it. However, some of the contemporary Poiskim bring down Eitzis, some types of advice to be able to be Yotza, all the Shita, so you use a good white wine, and you have it red. How do you have it red? So the typical way would be put a little grape juice in it. The preferred way of doing it would have the white wine being added to the red grape juice as opposed to the other way. The other way is this doymet, similar to tseveya, to dying, even though halachically there is no such thing as tseveya ba'eichlin, and therefore the maisa, one could do it either way. It's definitely preferable to add the white wine to the red wine or to add the white wine to the grape juice. So this is an Indian, if someone could do it, could do this, it's great if someone is a uh, is finicky about their wine and they don't want no grape juice in their wine, so don't do it. It's only an Indian of Zechladam. It is not necessary. Some of the places can discuss adding f- fruit color to make it red. So okay, these things are uh, hard, hard to say, difficult to say that one is really gaining much, but if it floats your boat, you can't say it's wrong as long as it still tastes like wine. So then it's wine, and you could be out to your kiddish, you could be out to your dal koisos on that. How about the the concept of grape juice versus wine? So halachically, if you look throughout uh, halacha, there's many times where we do consider grape juice to be wine, or perhaps we don't. The primary example is making Kiddush Friday night. So the Gemara tells us, adam love A person's allowed to squeeze you know, grapes right before Shabbos, and you make Kiddush on that. So grape juice is definitely, one is definitely Yaitza Kiddush with grape juice. So that's how we paskin. However, Rav Moshe Feinstein has a shita that, based on the Agadat Gemara's in the end of Psachim, that there's a concept of Yidecheros, that when a person wants to be Yoytze Dal Koysis, Dal Koysis has a need beyond your typical wine or grape juice for your Kiddush, for a Koysha Bracha, there's another concept there, and that element is called Cheros, of Simcha, and you need to have uh, a certain joy with the Dal Kaisas and it must contain alcohol. That is the opinion of Ramosha Feinstein. And we mentioned yesterday that 
if you want you want to be yoy to this opinion, it is not too difficult. All you need to drink actually is 1.6 ounces of wine over four different times, and you can even water it down a little bit. So you could probably have one ounce of alcoholic wine every uh, every hour or so. Not too difficult, but that is the opinion of Ramosha Feinstein. I just want to point out that Kimat, all the Poiskim in print argue on Ramosha Feinstein, and they see that we never are machalic between wine and grape juice. One is definitely yoitz with grape juice for the Dal Koisos. They say Rav Schwab was yoitz. He used to drink grape juice, the Priskarov, the Stipler. Many of them used to use grape juice. So the truth is, I always had a question, it always bothered me. Why would they use grape juice if they could use wine? Isn't wine at least, you could argue, according to Rav Moshe, that wine is better? So Ravelski said the following tarots. He said he was once sitting by someone's home over Chalamoid, you know, Chalamoid Sukkot, and the person is, uh, you know, opens a bottle of wine, starts pouring a glass, and he, he holds it in his hand, and he's shaking, and he makes this bracha, he holds his nose, and he uh, chugs down the cup of wine. So Ravelski said, I asked him, what are you doing? So the fellow responded, I'm trying to be Yaitza Simchas Yantif. So Rabelsky said, You definitely were not Yaitza Simchas Yantif. Forcing yourself to drink wine is, is no such Simchas. So if you look in the Sharetzi, and the Sharetzi discusses if wine bothers a person, and he's discussing, can I use you know, orange juice versus wine? But let's say wine would bother a person. It's very difficult to argue that, oh, you need to use wine because it's derecheres. If you don't like wine, that's not derecheres. So therefore, many of the Gedolim did not use wine. They, they didn't, didn't enjoy the alcohol, or could be they got sick from it. And they use grape juice. So that's the halacha. Halacha is a person, if you drink wine the whole year, so of course you should be drinking wine, dollar crisis. Avada. But let's say a person never drinks wine. They can't. They don't like it. They can't handle the alcohol. It gets them dizzy. gets them sick. They're allergic to alcohol. Halacha is you can use grape juice. If you're in between, you're not sure. So there's an, another uh, Indian brought down in the contemporary Paiskim. Add a little bit of wine to your grape juice so it's alcoholic, but it's not such a strong alcoholic wine. And that's the creation of all these Concord cows, Matuk. Calls. So, if if you want to be Yotza, you know, Rav Moshe Feinstein's opinion as well, you might as well have, have some alcohol. But there's no Indian of using, uh, there's no need, sorry, there's no need to use alcohol if a person, if it's going to bother a person. One could argue that many of these Matuk cows or Concord cows are, people don't, don't really enjoy it at all. People would rather drink grape juice. So then you'd have Rabelsky's opinion that you should use the grape juice because you'll have more cheras by using the grape juice than using the matuk kal, which you're not going to enjoy. You're not going to appreciate it. How could you call that cheras? How could you call that simcha? Okay, so that's regarding grape juice versus wine. Let's say a person cannot even drink grape juice, so then they'd be stuck using Hamar Medina. Uh, if a person's diabetic and they really, really cannot drink any of these grape juice uh, or grape products, you can't drink apple juice as well. So there are very few things that we, we would consider Hamar Medina that are sugar-free. So one thing that comes to mind would be a cold brew coffee that perhaps one could consider that a Hamar Medina. You look at the prices of it today, it is considered a hush of a drink. So if a person is a chayla and they cannot drink the wine for Dalat Kaisas, so perhaps they would drink a cold brew coffee, maybe tea, a fancy tea would be also would also be considered shtia, but it would have to be iced. If it's hot tea, you're not going to be able to drink it in the uh, required time. Okay, so that's regarding grape juice versus wine and other types of drinks. Let's go back to wine. So in the discussion of wine, people ask, should I get mavushal or non-mavushal? 
So which one's better? So let's look at Hilcha Shabbos. It has nothing to do with Al-Kaitis. Hilcha Shabbos. Hilcha's Kiddush. So there's a Toysvis in Baba Basra, Daf Tzadi Zayin, which brings down an opinion found in the Rishonim. This is also brought in Shulchan Aruch as a Yesh Oymrim, that Yain Mavushal, you make a Shahakal on. The Yain Mavushal is so inferior to wine. Once you cook it, who would cook wine? You cook wine. Now the truth is when you cook alcohol, the alcohol will evaporate at 170 degrees. If you're distilling something, if you're making brandy, you would capture that alcohol and have a brandy drink from it. But if you're not capturing the alcohol, the alcohol burns out. So it makes sense that Yain Mavushal ruins the taste of wine. And therefore, some Rishonim hell, you should make a shahakal. So that's first of all. Perhaps we should be chayshish, concerned for those opinions that wine that is cooked is no longer a bar often, so you shouldn't use it for dollar crisis. That's number one. Another thing is that if you, if you look in halacha, there are other reasons why Yain Mavushal is not on the same level. It's not fit to be, it's not roi lehikari v'gab mizbeach for the Yain Asachim. So therefore, it's brought on a shochan arach that a person should not use, lechatchila, you should not use Yain Mavushal for Kiddush. The question is, our wine isn't really cooked. No one's taking wine and putting it in a pot on the fire and cooking the wine, and then, okay, now let's sell it for $25 a bottle. That's not what's happening. What's happening is the, the wine is being pasteurized. It's being flash pasteurized up, you know, about 160 degrees or such for a few seconds, and then it's called pasteurized, and that's how they sell the wine. So the question is, is that really called Yayin Mavushal? So... There are two sides of the coin, and I'm going to be making on both of them, so hold on. One side of the coin is, nah, it's not Yayin Mavushal. That is not really what Chazal meant when they said Yayin Mavushal, and therefore it's not called Yayin Mavushal. So if you buy Mavushal wine, you're allowed to use it lechatchila for Da'al Kaisais. There is no difference when it comes to Kiddush, Da'al Kaisais. There's no difference between the Mavushal wine that was pasteurized and the non-Mavushal wine, which was not pasteurized. But then you're going to ask me, hold on a second, if I bought a Mavushal wine, and I'm not considering it Mavushal, then I'm going to have other problems. First of all, maybe I'm not going to drink it. It's not Mavushal. And it was processed by non-Jews. We'll assume that for now. And it wasn't Mavushal, so wouldn't, be, wouldn't it be a problem of Magayayin that the Nachri touched my wine? Additionally, even if, you, even if this company only has Yidin working there, I'm, I'm going to treat it as I always treat it as mavushal. I let my my staff in my house who are non-Jews, they'll touch it, they'll drink from it. So is it mavushal or is it not mavushal? So I want to say the following chiddush. This is found in the halacha, and I think it's roi lismay halav. When it comes to mavushal wine, when we go to, a, go to a wine store and we're looking at the bottles, and the bottle says mavushal, that means it was pasteurized. Now, the question is, does that work? Does that work, let's say, a nachri would, I'm, I'm drinking the wine with a nachri, or maybe that's a different, different example. But let's say a nachri touched my wine. I go to a, a, a wedding, and the guy are pouring wine that's mavushal. Is that fine? I mean, I, I give ashkach on restaurants. Yeah, sure. As long as the wine is mavushal, we have no problem. You can have a bartender, no problem. Hold on a second. They didn't cook it on a pot of fire. They pasteurized it. Is that called mavushal to be considered not a problem of stam yinam? So this is a longer discussion. I just want to give some highlights. So some Rishonim, some of the Pais can say no. The only reason why Yain Mavushal, Mavushal wine, is not a problem of Stam is because it wasn't, it's not the derech to cook wine. Once you cook it, it's already no longer part of the Xera. 
And therefore, Chazal weren't geyser when it's not the derech to cook wine. That's not called wine. So there's no problem of chasnos. However, he says, since it's, it's typical to pasteurize wine, then it is the derech. And since it's the derech, it's part of the gzera of, of uh, staminum. That's one hara. Another hara is that if you look, the mavushal process was supposed to ruin the taste, as we mentioned. Once you start cooking up wine, the alcohol is going to evaporate at 170 degrees. So the cooking process is going to ruin the wine. So if Shlomo Zalman Orbach says that here, the pasteurization is not ruining the taste of the wine, so how could you be makele and say, oh, then now it's called yayim mavushal. So the truth is, in both of these horrors, you could argue that, first of all, it is not necessarily true that it's typical to pasteurize wine. If you would go throughout uh, in, in, in the regions where they make wine, especially in French wine, they're not t- pasteurizing their wine. They're not touching it. They handle the, all the grapes with care. They have no interest in pasteurizing wine. Who pasteurizes wine? The cheap producers who they just want to have quality control they want to burn up you know kill some of the bacteria they're the ones that are pasteurizing wine or jews the ones that are making wine for jews they have no choice they have nachrim in the in the the process or they're selling it to markets where jews are going to buy it and bring it home that's the only people that are pasteurizing wine it's not the derech that's first of all second of all to tell me that it ruins the taste, I don't know. One could argue it doesn't necessarily ruin the taste most people cannot taste the difference between pasteurized wine non-pasteurized wine Maybe the wine connoisseurs who are spending the money could taste the difference, but we go by what typical people, uh, you know, what they could taste. And I think most people wouldn't even know the difference between a $20 bottle and a $50 bottle. Forget about pasteurized versus not pasteurized. So these two arguments, one could just even attack just from, from that angle. However, what, what we are relying on in America and the place can that write Mavushal on the pasteurized wine is a Moshe Feinstein. A Moshe Feinstein went with the rush. The rush said... That the reason why there's no gzera on yain mavushal of stamienum is because it wasn't the derech to cook the wine. So therefore, Moshe says anytime it's considered cooked api halacha, which means the wine got above yatzil at this point. Let's assume it means 160 degrees. Once the wine was cooked, so then there's no gzera on it. Now, don't tell me. Well, now it's normal. Who cares? Chazal aren't here today. They're not adding new things. As long as it's considered cooked, it wasn't part of the original gzera havud We don't add to it, and therefore. The OU and many of the Hashgachas rely on Rav Moshe Feinstein. Anytime it's called pasteurized, it's called mavushal. Uh, when it's called pasteurized, so it has a din of mavushal, and therefore there's no problem with stymina. However, one could argue the flip side of the coin is like this, that when it comes to making kiddush, the, uh, or da'al kaisas, when I say I cannot use mavushal wine, that's because mavushal it tastes so bad, or it's, it's not even, nobody would do it. So I'm ruining the wine by doing it, but today, first of all, it's not really cooked on a pot. It's only halachically considered cooked, but it doesn't ruin the taste. Second of all, it's somewhat the derech. People, are, people do pasteurize it, so you can't say nobody would ever do it. So therefore, one could argue, and this is my opinion, that as long as it's only been pasteurized, you could, you could use it for dal koises lechachila. There'll be no Indian of using non-mavoshal wine. And you could rely on Moshe that since this is halachically considered classified as mavoshal, there's no gzera of stamenum on it, and there will be no problem if a nachri would touch it. Once it says mavoshal on the bottle, we consider that outside the gzera of stamenum, and you can rely that it's called mavoshal. That's mavoshal wine. Okay, shkoyach.